Ooh, what's up, Internet? My name's Nerdy. And I'm Clarus. We are recapping and ranking the entire DCEU. We get Nerdy Nightly. And we thought we'd share it with you. That is right. Welcome back to the YouTube channel where we're sitting down to have a conversation about the entire DCEU. And that is because if, uh, if you're watching this on Patreon, it's a little bit early, but if you're watching this publicly, mm-hmm. then uh, tomorrow we are getting the Snyder Cut, the long-anticipated cut of Justice League that uh, Zack Snyder is doing himself, mm-hmm. finally, after the Justice League came out mm-hmm. and underwhelmed, but we're going to get to that movie <laughs> later. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's we, we, we got a few movies to go through. Uh, the goal of this video is to talk about how we feel about the entire DCEU so far. Mm-hmm. We're going to be ranking the videos as or the movies as we go, and mm-hmm. we're going to do this chronologically. So by the time we get to Wonder Woman 1984, y'all are going to know exactly where it fits in our lists. Yeah. Because of math. <laughs> because of math. A couple of caveats here. We are not going to be talking about Joker because no. that is not a DCEU film. That is its own universe of movie mm-hmm. um, and we're not going to be talking about uh, any other DC movies this is s- specifically uh, let's just go through them. let's go through the the movies in order mm-hmm. uh, starting off with Man of Steel uh, followed by Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice mm-hmm. uh, followed by the Suicide Squad followed by the Man of Steel or uh, Batman v Superman Ultimate Cut mm-hmm. followed by Wonder Woman followed by Justice League followed by Aquaman followed by Shazam and Birds of Prey, finding uh, ending finally with Wonder Woman 1984. Mm-hmm. Um, we are going to do Batman v Superman and Batman v Superman Ultimate Edition as two separate films in this list. Yeah. Because in my view, they rank differently. Um, yeah. But we're not going to talk about the Suicide Squad extended cut because I don't think that it changes the movie in any significant way. Yeah. Uh, I do believe that the uh, BVS Ultimate Edition changed that movie significantly enough that it deserves uh, to be separated. Yeah. Um, and so, without further ado, what's up, Clarus Drakarus? Hi. You ready? <laughs> I'm ready. Man of Steel. Yeah. Man of Steel. Uh, Man of Steel ranks pretty high for me. I uh, I enjoyed this movie a lot. Um. Th- it's it's one of those ones where there are definitely some things about it that I don't love. Mm-hmm. Um, but overall, as a whole, I really enjoy the movie. I think Henry Cavill is uh, perfect casting. He's incredible. Uh, same with Amy Adams. Mm-hmm. They really, really bring um, they really bring something special to these characters and also familiar. Um, but yeah, it's not a perfect movie, but one that I definitely enjoy watching. Yeah, we like just rewatched this. Yeah, we did. And I was struck again by how visually impressive Zack Snyder makes um, superheroes look yeah. in their powers. Mm-hmm. He really brings uh, a, a visual language to superpowers in a way that I feel like a lot of people uh, don't necessarily. I feel mm-hmm. like sometimes when superheroes fly, um, it still kind of always looks like Neo from the Matrix. Um, that's kind of like the modern Fair. interpretation. Uh-huh. And I feel like, you know, I remember that first trailer for Man of Steel, um, mm-hmm. where Superman takes off and, you know, has the sonic boom moment. And mm-hmm. that trailer was so stunning to me at the time. And I still, I still really love Man of Steel. It's not my favorite DCU movie. Um, there's two things in it that distract from it for me. Yep. Um, the first I is... I know one of yours. Jonathan, Jonathan Kent's death. Yeah. Um, I think is handled in a way that is, um... 
it, it doesn't benefit the superhero story at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm not, that is like the, that is the coldest take on the earth. I, the, you know, everyone, the, if there is one complaint that like is most common about Man of Steel, it's that one death. Yeah. Um, and I understand that Zack Snyder wanted to do something different. It just. It has a fundamentally different meaning. Yeah. Yeah. And it also just, the tornado coming out of nowhere so suddenly is is just a little like convenient. Yeah. Um, it's also just something that Superman can save. Yeah. It's like the one, the, the whole point of Jonathan Kent's death to me is that it is the moment where Clark learns how to, that how Superman can't solve all of the world's problems. Yeah. I, I think the biggest issue with that scene in particular is if Superman had gone to get the dog. Mm-hmm. Uh, instead, he would have been fine. And he wouldn't have, like, revealed his powers or anything. Like, he could have just, like, been safe on the other side with the dog. Yeah, that's And fair. nobody would have been any the wiser, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so... Turn this towards you a little bit more. Yeah, for sure. It, it was just, like, a... It, it was a bit unnecessary. Yeah. And I... Yeah, yeah like you said, a little breaking. Um, the other thing for me in that movie is that the fight with Zod comes after the conclusion of the plot of the film. Yeah, the movie feels like it's over. And, and that then would, it's not. That's fine once, right? <laughs> but then uh, uh, we're going to talk about um, Batman v Superman later, but uh, Batman v Superman does the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. It like ends the plot of the film and then just introduces another Keeps big going. punchy fight. Yeah. Um, and what's so interesting is the the fight with Zod is so much less interesting than the other fights in that film Mm -hmm. and so it just kind of ends on the biggest fight but not the most interesting fight or the most like character driven fight um it kind of it it it, it and wonder woman we'll get to wonder woman later but um it and wonder woman both have the same like flaw where the movie kind of is over yeah and then the the two people just have to fight because they have to fight and there's no there's there's no it just doesn't feel very like character driven it Mm -hmm. just is like all right well we got the plot out of the way so now they can fight and i'm like no make the fight part of the plot like make that integral to the ending of the plot Mm -hmm. Um, for sure and i so you know as as much as i think man of steel is in some ways like a masterpiece those are the two things that kind of Mm -hmm. that all that final fight is also just so long it's so long like by the end of that movie i'm kind of like oh Phew. Yeah. Like, and, and I don't like feeling that way at the end. Um, the one thing I did want to touch on is I know a lot of people have a problem that with the fact that Superman kills Zod. I don't. Um, I have I, no problem with that. And here's the thing. I don't either. I think that the way it's written and, and shot, like, he does not have a choice. Mm-hmm. Um, it, you know, Superman is, doesn't suddenly just, like, become a murderer. It's in a, in a moment he has a choice to save this family. Mm-hmm. Or not. And he chooses to save them. And um, I think that him killing Zod actually works really well. And I think it's great for character development. um, Because Superman can't always... He can't can't be like an angel, in a sense. You can't always do the right thing. As much as that movie wants to portray him as Jesus. Yes, he's not actually Jesus. (laughs) You know, there are difficult choices to make when people's lives are at stake. And um, yeah, I I know I just wanted to address it because I know a lot of people have an issue with it, but Mm -hmm. we we don't. I think it works in the movie. Uh, So, okay, where does this rank for you? What number out of 10? Uh, Out of 10, this one is uh, number three. Number three. Mm-hmm. Interesting. It is also my number three. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I, I think that it is... I, I still think that it is the best-looking DCU movie. It's beautiful, and honestly, yeah. like, I love Henry Cavill, so... And, yeah, and Henry Cavill. Um, Cavill? I think it's Cavill. I, I, I don't remember. I know, but I want to call him Henry Cavill. I know. It's Henry Cavill. <laughs> he is not an evil lady who kills dogs. He's Henry Cavill. <laughs> so there's our, uh, there's our thoughts on Superman. Um, did we even recap it? It's the introduction of Superman. He fights Zod. There's a world engine. They blow it up. You've Phantom probably Zone. seen it. <laughs> it's, it's the You've Superman origin story. Yeah. You, you probably saw it in Superman uh, 2 um, back in 19... Ooh, can I pull the year? I don't think I can. 1977. The year Star Wars was released. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that one I can pull. Yeah. Uh, next up is Batman v Superman. Um, uh, you know what? Actually, let's just read these Wikipedia descriptions. Uh, Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice, 2016, is described as Gotham City-based vigilante Batman travels to Metropolis to preemptively combat Superman, fearing what would happen if the latter is kept unchecked, while another threat endangers humankind. That is not what happens in that movie. No, not really. Uh, that is... that. I mean, I guess Bruce Wayne technically goes to Metropolis in the scene where he goes to Lex Luthor's mansion. But the fight with Batman happens in Gotham. Yeah. Like, Batman never goes to Metropolis in that film once. So, Wikipedia, you're wrong. Um, in fact, Clark goes to Gotham to confront the Bat because Lex yes. Luthor has kidnapped his mom. And we're Clark also goes to Gotham to, like, see... To, to go to the Lex Luthor's event, right? No, that's in Metropolis. That's in Metropolis. That's the only time Bruce Wayne comes to Metropolis. Right, we're right. And it's for that scene where he tries to take the information and yeah. Wonder Woman shows up. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So this is specifically talking about the theatrical cut. Mm-hmm. This movie doesn't work. Nope. This movie is bad. Um. You can hate me all you want in the comments. Mm-hmm. I don't care. It's a terrible movie. Um. It's hard to watch. It doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Um and the the cuts the cuts that they made to get it under time yeah. are so damaging yes. to the plot and the characters that it is baffling to me that that Warner Brothers was was so adamant about cutting for time. Yeah, me like, too. Like we we only I, I always just thought like the ultimate edition can't be that much better. Um Yeah. And it is. It is and we'll get to the ultimate edition later in the video obviously, but like the the, the the cuts that they made is particularly to Lois Lane's story and, and to, to the entire story that gets everyone to the Congress building for, for the explosion sequence is so, it, it baffles me. Mm-hmm. And like, I get it. If you had to get it under time, there's nothing else that you can really cut. But what, but then, uh, other than, other than uh, um, like I said with Man of Steel, like this movie has the same problem of the final fight is super long and the plot yeah. is over when it happens. Like the, 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 the plot of the movie, Batman and Superman fighting each other ends, right? And mm-hmm. they figure it out. They beat Lex Luthor and then Lex Luthor manages to magically recreate Darkseid in the, one of the worst, like, I can't even say Dark it's Darkseid? Or sorry, Doomsday. Um, yeah, I was like, wait a second. <laughs> in, in one of the dumbest creations of a character maybe ever, where he just like, his blood plus Zod's body equals Doomsday. And I was like, what is yeah. happening? It's like he like birth made a creature in a pool. It, yeah. It, it, it doesn't make any sense. You're like, wait, where did this thing come from? I don't want to say it's the worst interpretation of a DC Comics villain on screen. Because the worst is, and people will probably say it's Bane from Batman and Robin. Um, but it's actually Bane from Dark Knight Rises. 
Bane is that is the worst. I, I don't. We don't need to get into Dark Knight Rises right now. But like, yeah. what did you do to Bane? Bane is such a good villain, and Christopher Nolan turned him into like the you? most boring white literally whitewashed like one of the best latino villains in all of mm-hmm. uh <laughs> dc and turned him into such a boring patsy for um talia yeah um well, oh, god that movie just the, the first two christopher Nolan movies are literally perfect and the third one just falls off a cliff um but that's not what we're talking about we're talking about the theatrical cut yeah the the doomsday fight is so long and the plot is done right yeah the plot ends and then the doomsday fight just happens to happen and it happens so it's that... It's almost goofy. Superman dies. Sure, 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 sure. But, like, that could have been earned. Doomsday could have come to Earth in the next... Like, the, the, yeah. it just didn't have to happen there. It really did not. It's so tacked on. And it's a shame because Doomsday is really... His his comic creation is so much cooler. Um, his comic creation is so much scarier. Mm-hmm. And Doomsday is such a fun character when you have him fight the whole Justice League and he beats the whole Justice League. Yeah. Like, the, the, the thing about Doomsday is that he's scary because he no one can touch him. Mm-hmm. And you throw a Green Lantern at him, you throw Wonder Woman at him, you throw Batman, you throw Flash, you throw all of these people at him, and he beats them all, and then he kills Superman. And Superman literally has to die to take out Doomsday. Mm-hmm. And that is incredible. In this, Superman, Wonder Woman, and Batman fight doomsday mm-hmm. there's no injuries yeah batman is fine yeah like the 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 doomsday in this is so neutered that it's not and and the other problem is that it's not a more interesting fight than superman versus zod right it's not like it, it just isn't it doesn't do anything that that fight doesn't do mm-hmm. so it's just kind of repeating the same beat from the end of man of steel a second yeah. time yeah i agree the saving grace of that scene obviously is the introduction of wonder woman yeah. Particularly Wonder Woman's theme. That is one of the greatest character themes that isn't written by John Williams. Ever. It's incredible. <laughs> yeah. Like That electric cello. Unbelievable. Oh, it's so good. And so, you know, like the the, the, the theatrical cut, it, it doesn't work. It really doesn't. And like, I, the, there's no one to blame but the executives at Warner Brothers who made him cut it down to that because it is this that I, I honestly believe Batman v Superman would have made another 200 300 million dollars at the box office if they had just put out the ultimate edition and and ate the time and like yeah. had fewer screenings but like the the theatrical cut of Batman v Superman is I, I I don't know how I could ever watch it again having seen the ultimate edition no no I I, I, I on to be honest I'm probably not gonna watch either one again but I am That's glad right. that we did see the ultimate edition mm-hmm. so I could see more more of what it was supposed to be. I still don't think it's great. Um, Where does it rank for you, the, the theatrical cut? The theatrical cut is 9 out of 10. Oh, at the bottom. Yeah. It's not a 9 out of 10. It's in ninth no, place. No, no, no. It's in ninth place. Let's say ninth place instead of 9 out of 10. Yeah, yeah. That's fair. It does not deserve anywhere near a 9 out of 10. It deserves ninth place. I will also give it ninth place. Okay. I know our lists are different. Our so. lists are the same so far, third and ninth. Yeah. Um, all right, since we're already talking about it, let's just quickly do the Ultimate Edition. The Ultimate Great. Edition is slightly better. Yes. Um, it makes certain storylines make a lot more sense. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a lot of loose ends and things that were sloppily thrown together um, in the theatrical cut. Mm-hmm. Um, and they are better explained in the Ultimate Edition. Um, and so I am thankful for that because mm-hmm. I felt like I understood a little bit better what was going on. But there are still a, a number of things, obviously, that don't work. Like you've mentioned with the end fight, it feels tacked on. It's not earned. Yeah. Um, like, I really. still, I just, I, and like, I, I think Jesse Eisenberg is very talented, but that Lex Luthor doesn't work for me. 
Yes. Yeah. I, Lex Luthor to me is always the most suave. He he has to be able to control a room with his voice in the way that with his voice and his demeanor in the way that Superman controls a room with his power charm and yeah uh, no superman superman walks into a room and he's superman he's the strongest person sorry in the sorry i i went with like lex luther is lex luther is lex luther is batman but evil right and so the problem i have with the jesse eisenberg interpretation is not jesse eisenberg he's a very talented actor but it is yeah. the fact that he's only powerful because he has money uh-huh. and that is less interesting to me like lex luther is the kind of character who can talk someone into to doing something they shouldn't do mm-hmm. just 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 by charming them yeah and the 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 lex luther in that movie is so not charming mm-hmm. um and he's kind of just creepy in a way that makes him kidnapping martha and then writing like those like photos were gratuitous in yeah. a way that i did not like and i was very uncomfortable and then we saw martha in the next scene and she was like perfectly fine and i was like <laughs> who cleaned her up that's the other thing. yeah they literally write on her and take these polaroids and then like wiped her off to burn her alive that whole sequence is very odd it makes no yeah. sense like though like the way she's depicted on those polaroids she's gagged she's been written on she's clearly like been abused in a certain way yeah, yeah, yeah. and then she's perfectly fine in the next scene and you're like who who bathed you? <laughs> who did your makeup? Yeah, like, literally. Did Lex have a makeup artist on so that when Batman showed up, you would look well done up? Yeah, I I don't know that that has <laughs> that that part always stood out to me. I was like, wait a second. <laughs> yeah, I also it, it, the, the the biggest the biggest fix for me obviously is the Lois Lane story and yes. bringing back the um the woman who's testifying against uh Superman, the African yes. woman, mm-hmm. and having her recant her story in the ultimate edition is so interesting because it means that holly hunter is literally the worst senator ever because holly hunter does not tell anybody about that yeah and so it's just kind of like god holly hunter you you holly hunter causes almost all the problems in the movie you drop the ball not holly hunter the actress she's a a, a icon no but this senator her character is the dumbest yeah you drop the ball you drop the ball you screwed up yeah she also like still still might be the uh batman v superman still not the opening sequence the second sequence the metropolis sequence at the beginning of batman v superman where bruce wayne is like running around in the dust clouds of the battle for man of steel still might be the best in uh opening like scene of any dcu movie yeah yeah that's it's pretty fair. it's it, that that sequence is undeniably incredible mm-hmm. like it's the the way that they recreated from a different perspective, the entire fight, exactly from the last film, shot for shot, is it's majestic. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's it's pretty incredible. It's and kind of a shame that I think that is the best scene in the movie, and yeah. I think that that it's almost tough, like because you start off so strong that everything else just doesn't live up to that moment. No, it just crumbles and falls apart. There's a lot um, of movies like that though, where they like come up with an, a legendary thing yeah. that like is just so good yeah. that it's hard to ever like do that again. Mm-hmm. And if it's not at the end of your movie, it's tough because you're like, oh, no, you did your you, you you did your best thing first. Yeah. It's like if you're a band, you don't go on the, like, you know, like ACDC doesn't start with Thunderstruck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's like the closer. You know, yeah. you want your big finale, your, your 11th encore. hour. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. hundred yeah, percent. Yeah. You open with like the like third track off your latest album. Yeah. You know, the one people have listened to, but like. Or like, you know, the one that's like old, but familiar, but still mm-hmm. good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, not the banger. Like, but B- Batman v Superman starts with the banger. The best scene in that movie is Ben Affleck's reaction to Superman. Mm-hmm. Um, where does this sit in your in what number is this for you? What place? Um, eighth. Oh, so you barely put it above. Yeah. 
See, that's interesting because this is in sixth place for me. Mm -hmm. This moves up over two films that we're going to talk to. In fact, we're going to talk about one of the movies it jumps over right now. The next film in this list is Suicide Squad, uh, directed by David Ayer in 2016. Uh, Wikipedia's uh, synopsis of this is, After the death of Superman, a secret government agency recruits imprisoned supervillains to execute dangerous black ops missions and rescue the world from a powerful threat in exchange for clemency. Wikipedia, that is not what happens in this movie. No. That's all wrong. Uh, In the wake of Superman's death, Amanda Waller, um, a secret government agency, fine. Sure, uh, sure, yeah. Forces (laughs) supervillains who she has captured um, to execute a dangerous black ops mission to rescue the world from powerful threat in exchange for 10 years off of their sentence. Yeah, literally. Also a threat that like she basically um, manifested. Not really. She did not know, because she doesn't even know that um, Sorceress is involved, or Enchantress is involved, right? Like, the Enchantress escapes and releases her brother, and then her brother is the threat. And so Amanda Waller doesn't know that uh, Enchantress is involved until the tunnel sequence where... um, Sure, but it's still her fault. um, I, I don't blame Amanda Waller for Enchantress releasing her brother. Uh, no, but I blame Amanda Waller for forcing um, Cara Delevingne's character to become Enchantress because it seems like she only becomes Enchantress when she calls on Enchantress. No, because no, because the the only time the time she escapes to cause the problem is in the hotel room scene when Amanda Waller is not there. Yeah, yeah, but this is all like driven, like like Cara Delevingne is like, don't make me do this again. I don't want to do this again. The Enchantress would have the Enchantress would have gone out and done that no matter what. Here's the thing: it seems like Cara Delevingne has some control over whether or not this happens, and the fact that that is not the case is very confusing about this movie. But the hotel room, no, in the hotel room scene, she's asleep when Enchantress takes over. She doesn't. She's not like fully conscious. Mm, yeah, I the guess one, so. In the scene that sets off the plot of this movie, she is not fully conscious. She does not say Enchantress. She's like asleep and she's like, Enchantress. In, like, yeah, but I it's feel like... It's not intentional on her character's no, part. But and I... it's not Amanda Waller's... Amanda Waller thinks she's in control and she isn't. Yeah, but I feel like the... I, I And maybe this is just me totally inferring, but I feel like that happens from like the stress of like Amanda Waller like bringing her to like... What is it? The White House, the the Pentagon, the Pentagon I, I guess, and like sh- kind of like showing her off is like this weird thing. Like, it, like it's maybe it's just because it, it has to be in like the um, context of a movie, and it has to, and it seems like all these things are connected. But that feels connected to me, and I, I blame Amanda Waller. That's fair. I mean, you can blame Amanda Waller for everything that happens afterwards, right? Except Joker's responsible for some of it. But let's talk sure. about this film. Uh, Enchantress makes a sky beam. The Suicide Squad has to stop her. It doesn't really make sense how that group of people could stop her. No idea. I literally was watching this movie. I was like, how the hell the do they have group. a chance? Like, uh, there are versions of Suicide Squad that could take out Enchantress, right? Like, if Killer Frost had been there. Like, there are, there are members of Suicide Squad who are a little bit more powerful mm-hmm. um, and would stand a better chance against Enchantress. But, like, like really, what is Captain Boomerang going to do against Enchantress? Like yeah, Literally. I was um, like... What, what are you doing? <laughs> the, the movie has to go so far out of its way to make Harley Quinn the one who takes her down. Um, yeah. And it's un- un- unfortunate that it happens that way because it they, like, really use Katana, who's such a great character in the comics. She and gets is, nothing yeah, in just, this movie. J- literally nothing. Like, I was like, oh, this is, like, a less good version of um, The Boys. The Boys. What's her name? Uh... uh 
From the boys? The, yeah, from, from the boys. She doesn't use a, a katana. Oh, oh But okay, she, okay. like, she has that, like, like kind of, like, really, like, quiet demeanor and, like, uh, like vicious attacks. Oh, and you're talking just, about um, uh, the girl. Yeah, they I, they yeah, said her name, and I, I, I can't remember it right I now. I remember off the top of my head. I, I feel badly. But literally, like, I was like, oh. You're, you're talking about is... the member of the team, the boys. Um, She's, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. The woman. I think they call her the woman in the comics, or yeah, oh, something like that. Yeah, yeah no, Kimiko. That's Kimiko, it. that's it. That's it. I knew it would come to me. I was like, I can see him trying to yeah, talk I, to her. Yeah, I see, I, see, I see what you're saying. Like, there is, there is a... It was a one-dimensional version of that kind of a character where she yeah. was just there. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is boring. Like, give her something interesting to do. Because, like, this, like, her story sounded really cool. Yeah. But we didn't get any of it. Yeah, we also don't get much of Slipknot. <laughs> Which is a Problematic. tragedy. Yes. I legit, I was like, when they introduced him, I was like, oh, great. We have some indigenous representation. This is awesome. I'm excited to see this character. And then he died. Yeah. And I was like, what the actual F? Yeah. Like, I was actually upset about it. Yeah, it's it's really, it's quite unfortunate. Um, like, what a waste. And, okay, here's the thing. I love David Ayer. I want to be very clear about that. I think Fury is one of my favorite war movies ever made. Mm-hmm. I think that David Ayer is an incredible director. And I think that David Ayer was given six weeks to try and put something together. Sure. And it's rushed. And it's also, the there is also the fact that the, the final cut of this movie was handed to a trailer cutting house. Um, uh, uh, so a team of editors who usually cuts trailers um, okay. instead of full movies and I think that it is very telling in the way that music is used in this that it was cut by people who are that used to makes so much sense I didn't tell you that before no yeah th- so the final edit of this it was cut by a trailer house and that it, 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 it is so obvious that this movie was rushed and not edited well mm-hmm. because the, the, the characters are really wonderful yeah um, this is Jai Courtney's best, like Jai Courtney as Captain Boomerang in this movie is electric in a way that I've never seen him be on screen before. Mm-hmm. Um, this was the time where I was like, oh, Jai Courtney has not, Jai Courtney has not been served well by the directors who he's worked with because he clearly has a spark in him mm-hmm. and David Ayer nailed that. And you know, David Ayer's really talented and the stuff that works in this movie works because I think of the actors and the director and, and that team. Um, the stuff that doesn't work is like the visual effects feel, are, feel very rushed, and they clearly were. They had no previous time. And the Joker doesn't work. Well, yeah, that's He's tough. Awful. It's a, here's the thing. I I I appreciate the big swing. I appreciate trying to make it different. I would rather here's I would rather thing. people do big swings and kind of whiff than do small swings and it just be kind of bland. Sure. And he's not bland. Here's the thing. His like big swing feels very empty. It's like he didn't mm. practice or have any, like, power stance behind it. It's like he mm. picked up a baseball bat and swung it at, as hard as he could without knowing what he was doing. And, like, there's there really feels, like, no thought put into the Joker in this movie. And yeah, it, he does He does kind of exist on... He, he The problem is he feels like he looms large, but he's shunted to the side. And so, like, caught in between those two things is... It makes things it tough to, like... I care about his character. Yeah. We've uh, talked so much about Suicide Squad. I know. And I feel bad because I did want to touch on the Joker. Like, that mm-hmm. was cringy as all hell. And then I also really hated the opening sequence. Um, Which is the opening sequence? 
the way they introduced all the different. Oh, you mean the dinner sequence where they have yes. like it's that's the, like it's an the hour top long. Forty. It's uh, Ryan Seacrest introduces the top forty. Literally, with yeah, yeah. like it was so much and it was so long, and I was like, when is the movie gonna start? Like I was, ugh. Here, yeah, here's the thing. Um, th- there. There are things about this movie that save it for me that were enjoyable, um, mm-hmm. including a few acting performances. You know, I I think Will Smith is great. Margot yeah. Robbie is the most perfect person ever, yeah. and you can't convince me otherwise. Yeah. Um, like seriously, she's she's incredible. Um, and yeah, like the members of the Suicide Squad as a whole. Um, not the Joker. Um, but the Suicide Squad I thought were really interesting. I thought that the story about Deadshot. Yes was really he has the best story in this he has the best story and honestly i wanted his story to be the movie and i know it's not i, I know it's not that's not what it is but they I, could I, though if you, if you brought will shot, if you if you said will smith is starring in a deadshot movie about, i would uh, see that assassin who's trying to reform his life for um his daughter yeah billion dollars yeah i would watch that i yeah. i honestly really really liked um certain things about the movie and there were a lot of visuals in the movie that i also really liked mm-hmm. um yeah, it's a shame. Yeah. I, I would really, I, I hope that David Ayer is given another superhero property, uh, is given like the amount of time because he's such a good director. Mm-hmm. And you, you it's know, a shame he was given six weeks because this movie feels like it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I don't blame anyone for that except the executives at Warner Brothers. It's almost like it's always a the money. Trend. It's always the money. It's almost like there's a theme. Yeah. In mm, the I success of the DCU. Uh, so where does this one fit for you? This one is um, seven seven interesting interesting yeah although honestly like i'm kind of really torn between ultimate edition and suicide squad ultimate edition i think as you know as much as that cut did make it better the original just leaves such a bad taste in my mouth that it is kind of hard for me to separate them Mm -hmm. so yeah um this one is uh eight for me fair yeah Six is Ultimate Edition, eight is Suicide Squad, and nine seven is, is nine oh. is um no we're not doing seven yet I haven't okay, said that okay okay I was like, nine I know is what um it is, I the think. theatrical edition of Batman v Superman yeah uh all right next up let's go is going to be Wonder Woman the first one one the first one directed by Patty Jenkins mm-hmm. uh what 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 does Wikipedia describe this movie as <laughs> um Diana of Themyscira an Amazon warrior who is also who also is the demigoddess daughter of the god Zeus uses her talents and abilities in order to help humanity during World War One. That's true. Yeah, that's yeah, all that correct. Is mostly true. Yeah. Um. Uh. After the arrival of, I'll add some things. After the arrival of Steve Trevor, played by Chris Pine, um, she is convinced to leave Themyscira, uh, knowing she won't be able to come back. Mm-hmm. Um in order to uh, help save humanity from themselves as they go to war. Uh, And obviously that is fueled by her belief that Ares, the god of war, who uh, is a bad man, he's a bad, bad man, Mm -hmm. killed her father Mm -hmm. um, and all the other gods, uh, that Ares is behind it all. And I'm just going to say it now, this movie was really interesting until they reveal that Ares is actually behind it all. Yeah um the and this is the this is another one of the coldest takes ever but like the movie is so 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 good Mm -hmm. this is this is the best dceu movie until the plane blows up yes steve trevor steve Mm -hmm. trevor takes the plane of the the plane of the bombs 
and he takes off with it because Diana has to stay and like fix the stuff on the ground. Yep. And the movie ends. The plot ends. It's over. It's Man of Steel and Batman v Superman all over again. Because then... Then you have another ending. Then you have to... Then Diana and Ares fight for no other reason than because... The, because the, pew pew and the, the big flashy fight things happen. yeah yeah and it is unfortunate patty jenkins uh during the press conferences or press tour for uh one woman 1984 did come out and say that this was a demand from warner brothers yes this was not her uh ideal ending for mm-hmm. the movie and it is a shame because everything before that is the best of the dceu yeah, uh, everything before that is great um most of wonder woman for me was really enjoyable mm-hmm. um but it's really hard when your ending is crap mm-hmm. um, to because that's the last thing that you experience. It also doesn't look good. Like uh, like at least at least the Zod fight and the Doomsday fight, while unnecessary to the plot of those movies, looks really good. Mm-hmm. Like the fight is handled well. Wonder Woman's Ares fight that whatever that red dust cloud that suddenly appears for that fight is so yeah garish yeah um I, I remember being in the imax screen in new york and looking at it and just being like why like what video game sequence did they enter because yeah. it literally it doesn't it looks like they entered like another plane of existence to fight in it's mm-hmm. really odd yeah um and it just it, it it is it is it is unfortunate patty jenkins didn't get more control of that moment because the rest of that film particularly the No Man Land sequence, is just so exquisite. It is. And the comedy in that movie is so exquisite. Mm-hmm. And Chris Pine is so hot. And Gal Gadot is so hot. And so the two of them together is like a lot for it's, everyone. It's, it's, a, it's a dream come true um, right there. And even more than, like, look, physical attractiveness jokes aside, they their chemistry is... like magic Mm -hmm. the two of them together i totally get why they brought him back for the second one i will talk about that in a second but um their chemistry is so good that it really carries the emotional like heart of that movie so well yeah 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 wonder woman yeah i think i think you said it it was great until the end and Mm -hmm. that's that's really unfortunate because for me uh for me it places number five interesting for me it places number two Mm -hmm. all right yeah um yeah definitely that's number two for me the next one up i think I, th- I do we even need to, we kind of have to talk about this because the whole reason we're doing this is because tomorrow the Snyder Cut comes out. Yes, so and we're so this be... is Justice League 2017. The Justice League. Um, the Justice League. Uh, Wikipedia says that motivated by Superman's death at the hands of Doomsday, Batman and Wonder Woman assemble a team of metahumans to stop the threat of Steppenwolf, who is in search of three mother boxes scattered across Earth. That is true. Yeah. Wikipedia, you got that one right. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. Well done. Um, I, I think as the movies get closer to modern times, we'll stop seeing those incorrect. That's true. That's um, true. Statements, but yeah. Um, this one's number ten. Number ten. This movie is awful. Hands down, it's probably one of the worst movies I've seen in a very long time. The Justice League is literally awful. Yeah, like a dumpster fire. I I don't really understand how somebody put that out and was like, mm-hmm. "This is good." Like I just so confused like here's the thing we could talk uh, probably about this one movie for like an hour oh i could because, talk about this movie for days yeah because yeah. like i don't even know where to start but that's yeah the, the, the point is that it's bad it doesn't work the it's characters sexist. are all awful yeah like apparently apparently they cut all the uh, apparently just we can cut all the people of color out of the movie so it's also racist yeah like there's there's really nothing redeeming in this film no, for me it's bad i think we can both agree that it's yeah. last place by far 
Yeah, it's unfortunate. I'm the kind of person who goes and sees these movies multiple times in theaters. Mm-hmm. I saw Endgame in theaters like seven times. Shocked. I saw Justice League in theater once. You were like, never again. No, at the time I tried to defend it. What's really interesting is I saw it and I was like, there were funny parts. And you know how you like, you know how you're like in denial for like a week? Yeah. You're like, no, I, I think I liked it. I think it was actually good. Like, I think that was better. And then I... And then you think about it. And then I like, I was like, at least it made sense. And the Batman v Superman theatrical cut didn't. Yeah. And then someone was like, do you want to go see Justice League the next weekend? And I was like, no. oh, I don't. No, I really don't. And then I, I ended up watching it again um, with some friends a few weeks later. Um, at, it, someone had like rented it. And so mm-hmm. we were watching it uh, as a group. And I was sitting there and they kept asking me questions as if I was going to be able to answer them. And I was sitting there going, oh, this is really bad. And then the the, the shot, the shot of um, the Flash and um, Bruce Wayne getting off the plane, that's Wonder Woman's butt, and then Bruce Wayne is so gratuitous. And and the the one where Flash lands on her boobs too, but the, the one of Wonder yeah. Woman's butt is just like, how did the entire crew stand around and watch them set up that camera behind Gal Gadot's butt? And no one was like, hey, Joss, maybe. Maybe don't. Here's the thing. If you're going to do stuff like that, I, you know, if you want to add sexuality to a film in that kind of sense, you have to do it with everybody. It sticks out like a sore thumb that Gal Gadot is the only, like, sexualized object in this film. And it's it's uncomfortable. Well, and there's for a, sure. There's a difference between characters being sexual and the camera ogling a character, right? Like, I think that Wonder Woman in the movie Wonder Woman is very sexual. Yeah with especially with chris pine and he's very sexual but it's because their characters are sexual and it's it's yeah it's like sexuality derived from their characters interacting with each other within like the human discourse of sexuality Mm -hmm. whereas in justice league it's very voyeuristic and like i want to look at your body yeah not like i want to experience your intimacy which i think i think intimacy is really important in film Mm -hmm. i don't think like boob shots and butt shots are necessary no if you're making like a teen beach movie whatever like that's we all know what we signed up for but like yeah it's justice league and wonder woman is like a female icon and yeah like like, joss whedon can screw you (laughs) honestly well for so many reasons right so many reasons but like when we watched that together i was like i turned to you and i was like what am I watching? I know. I know. It's bad. It's just a bad movie. Yeah. And I'm very curious to see how different it's going to be tomorrow. <laughs> um, yep. uh, next up. That one's number 10. Yeah, number 10. Uh, Aquaman, 2018. Uh, just a little, just a little, just to be honest, <laughs> just to be very honest, Aquaman is my favorite superhero. Um, I was raised on the Peter David Aquaman run from the 90s. Mm-hmm. I adore this character. He is my favorite. He's one of my favorite characters across all mediums. Um I love, love, love Aquaman. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to be very blunt and say that Aquaman is my number one DCEU movie. Is it biased? Probably. Is it a perfect film? Yes, it is. I will hear no contradictions to that. Just say your number and let's move on. I'm kidding. <laughs> wow, I'm kidding. Okay. I'm kidding. Um, um, are, for, for me, it's number four. For me, it's number four. I, 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 here's the thing. I, I, I know a lot of people don't love Aquaman. And I can see why, but I have a lot of respect for the artistic choices of it and how things were shot and Mm -hmm. just like what an incredible visual feast that Mm -hmm. movie is. Um, You know, the creative choices of it, Jason Momoa can get it any day. Like he's, he's incredible on all fields. Mm -hmm. Um, The story was interesting. Um, It wasn't 
for you know it wasn't super complicated it it, it, it like the, the, the there's themes, a lot to it there's a lot to it but i mean the themes in it were not super complicated but i did um no i mean a lot isn't there the, like this there is a lot that happens in the movie yes there, the, the movie is a lot yes and the, and the movie does feel a little bit long can i be honest I will say. the movie to me feels like they didn't think they would get a second one and so they were like you know what we yeah, probably aren't gonna get a second everything. one yeah. so let's put everything every aquaman fan has ever wanted to see yes in exactly comic book accurate costumes in we're gonna give you fishes we're gonna give you mer people we're mm-hmm. gonna give you crab people we're gonna give you whatever julie andrews is playing we're gonna give you mary poppins as a giant 400 foot tall sea beast yeah we're like we're going to give you literally everything and so as a person who just loves aquaman so much i was like yes this yeah. is what i wanted this is exactly what i wanted and that's why like i patrick completely... wilson is orm brilliant yaya abdul mateen as um black manta yeah brilliant yeah um i really understand like why jimmy this woo is, is in this movie number one. Oh yeah jimmy woo love randall me some park. jimmy woo um uh the the fabulous randall park is in this movie yeah i love the idea that he could be a good guy in the mcu and a bad guy in the dc eu at the same time yeah good for randall park yeah make i that love money, that baby make that money uh <laughs> yeah um yeah it's number four for me um but I, that's because, you know, the movies that are above it, I, I really, really like. And Aquaman mm-hmm. was just, it was enjoyable for me. I like what they did. I appreciate the swings that they took. And um, I would watch it again. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun. Um, we should read the synopsis. Arthur Curry, a half-Atlantean assistant lighthouse keeper. Lighthouse? Lighthouse keeper. Um, sets out to lead the underwater kingdom of Atlantis against his half-brother Orm, who seeks to unite the seven underwater kingdoms against the surface world. I guess that's true. Yeah. I didn't think that Aquaman was an assistant lighthouse keeper. Me neither. Like, it, at no point does he ever assist in the keeping of the lighthouse. No. He's um, just the son of a lighthouse keeper. He's the son of a, he is the son of a lighthouse keeper. Mm-hmm. Um, he's also Aquaman, and he's amazing. He's great. And I love Jason him. Momoa, well done. Um, this, yeah. This, this movie also has, like, I think this movie might have my favorite shot in all of the DCEU, which is the jumping into the water of the trench sequence with the red flare. I think that, like, if I was to hang a painting in my house of one shot in the DCEU, it would be that, it would be that shot. It's yeah, it was really, beautiful. really... That that shot was in one of the trailers, and I, it, a lot of the trailers, I think. And it sticks out to my me so much, even to this day, where I'm like, oh, James Wan crushed it. It was stunning, yeah. truly. Yeah, the, 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 there is an interesting thing where, like, I love the MCU, but the MCU doesn't have the visual vocabulary that the DCEU has mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. Like, there's nothing quite like those shots in the MCU. Mm-hmm. Because they, they, they have a very, like, um, the palette of the MCU is very consistent. Mm-hmm. And so, while there's stuff in the DCU that doesn't look as good sometimes, when the DCU nails shots, like the No Man Land sequence, like the opening of Batman v Superman, mm-hmm. like Superman flying for the first time in Man of Steel... Um, the the visual language of film is used in the DCU so well at times. Yeah. And I think it's really, really, really impressive. Yeah, for um, sure. And I love Aquaman. <laughs> he's, my, he's my best boy. Uh, next up is Shazam. By speaking Shazam, Billy Batson, a 14-year-old foster child, can turn into an adult superhero courtesy of an ancient wizard. He attempts to master his power and defeat the evil forces controlled by Dr. Thaddeus Savannah. Um, this movie is the reintroduction of Mark Strong into DC as another DC villain. Mm-hmm. Uh, formerly, he was um, uh, Sinestro. 
in the Green Lantern movies. Now he's back as Dr. Savannah. This is also the second uh, movie for Jaman Hansu in the DCEU. Yep. As he is the king of the fishermen people in Aquaman. Yep. And then he returns as the wizard Shazam in this. And Jaman Hansu. Why not? Your voice is just so good. Yeah. It's like... Um, that it breaks the the laws of the universe and you get to be two characters yeah it's like it's like that like morgan freeman like where it's just like the sound of it is Mm -hmm. like it's just nice (laughs) he he has a way of speaking that is both like gruff and soothing at the same time yes he's also just a fantastic actor like like truly truly yeah a, a very talented actor um if you've only ever seen him in the big budget stuff he's done you're missing out he's 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 a he, he deserves all the work that he's getting for mm-hmm. sure um and honestly like they could stand to give him a, a he could lead a superhero movie really easily oh for sure and, um, and i would see it it's tough now because he's a supporting character in every single universe i know um, i can still see it i can still see it yeah um he's 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 so good uh shazam is so good it's fun it's funny it's a comedy for younger audiences it is and it's really well done um mm-hmm. i i honestly loved the movie would definitely watch again it was super fun um the characters in it are really great i think the story is really great the idea the humor everything in it honestly is pretty dope the only criticism that i really have is that there were certain scenes that were very scary um and oh the boardroom scene yeah the the boardroom scene was terrifying like as an adult and I wanted it to be... You don't like scary things. No, but even still. Like, anyone who sees that movie is like, whoa, that kind of came out of nowhere. And I want it to be more of a kid's movie. Like, I didn't need that scene. You know... That scene scene changes what age you can show it to your kids. Exactly. But by years. Yeah. By a half decade. Like, I would show the rest of Shazam to a seven-year-old. Yeah. I wouldn't show... This, the like the, the, those two scenes to 12 13 year olds yeah so yeah, like yeah. the those the, those two sequences alone changed the age demographic of this movie by five years yeah and i agree with that i think that they're and they're Which, a little out of left field they don't fit in with the rest of the film they're not necessary the film they're great they're be, well shot. yeah the, the scenes individually by themselves they're they're great mm-hmm. um but they don't need to be there yeah. They, they don't you could have taken them out and had something far more ambiguous and it would have been totally fine 100 percent um i rank this movie number five on my list five yeah okay it's uh number two for me wow yeah that's zachary levi he's got you he's 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 great also you know? darla darla here's the thing the, the movie just made me so happy yeah yeah you know and that 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 gives points so i i really like shazam shazam and aquaman feel like superhero movies Whereas the others are a little more dour. But, like, they bring the, like, joy back to the DC universe. And, like, mm-hmm. there's joy in the DC universe. I know that people want it to be all dark, but there is joy in the DC universe. Um, the, the, what makes it interesting is that it's varied and, yeah, like, many-faceted, yeah. you know? Yeah. That, that Aquaman and Wonder Woman and Shazam can all be in the same universe is very interesting to me. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, next up is Birds of Prey, 2020. Uh, this one is since the events of Suicide Squad. Harley Quinn has left the Joker. Eh, did she leave him? Not did he cut her really. Off? Questionable. Uh, when Cassandra Kane, a young girl, comes across a diamond belonging to crime lord Black Mask, Harley joins forces with Black Canary Huntress and Renee Montoya to help protect her. Mm-hmm. If you had asked me a year ago where this movie ranked for me, it would have been number one. Like right after it came out, I was feeling this movie. It's my number one. Oh, really? It is my number one. Interesting, interesting. I love this movie i still think about it a lot you Mm -hmm. know as far as like 
out of this list, it's definitely the one that I'd go back and watch again first. Mm-hmm. Um, and like we probably will. But I like that movie. That movie checked all the boxes for me in so many ways. First of all, it was beautifully done Mm -hmm. so creative so gorgeous so well executed the acting in it from every single person was stellar there wasn't like a weak link very fun Um, to see ewan mcgregor as a villain oh god it was great he's he he cracks me up um and um also just like some badass women that i i i loved watching completely control the narrative and the the, the screen and uh, yeah that movie, I love it. Yeah, um, I loved it as well. It's it's number four for me, mm-hmm. um, just because I think it doesn't. You put it underneath Superman. Under Man of Steel. Man of Steel. Yeah. Shame on you. I, they're they're about equal, but Man of Steel is just a little bit ahead for a few reasons. Starting the DCEU, um, and also just I I think that uh, Lois Lane, the way they introduced Lois Lane in Man of Steel as a co-lead of that film Mm -hmm. um i I really love and so it's just interesting because like we have we have criticisms of man of steel Mm -hmm. what are your criticisms of uh, birds of prey um it's not it's it's a smaller movie um and it there are a couple of character introductions that I feel like aren't as strong as others. And so when the team comes together at the end, mm-hmm. the some of them don't have as much purpose. Um, okay. But they have to go along for the ride. Like mm-hmm. Renee Montoya in that um, doesn't really feel as necessary to the end of that film as the other characters do. Okay. Um, and so her whole plotline feels a little bit like sidetracked into the finale with them mm-hmm. in a way that I is great. I, I think the movie's brilliant. I just think that it's, it's not perfect. Um, uh, it's just very, 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 very good. Um, and it's just tough. Okay. Like, honestly, the, the the top five for me, everything from Aquaman to Shazam to me are all movies that I love. Mm-hmm. So, like, the, the order of the top five for me doesn't matter. They're five movies that I love watching. Okay. So it's tough. I, I, you could you could change the order. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like it's like... That's fine. I was just wondering... You um, could ask me You could ask me tomorrow and I could... Those five could change. Yeah. The bottom five can't. The bottom five, I have a reason why they're in the spot that they're in. Yeah. The top five are like... I love Aquaman, so he kind of beats Wonder Woman. I don't know if that movie's better than Wonder Woman. I just love Aquaman more than I love Wonder Woman. Yeah. So, like, it personally... But, like, I, I don't know that it's a better movie. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's what's tough about it. The top five for me are all... They're all just great. They're all they're all movies I would watch any day. All right. Um, that's fair. So, yeah, I put it at four. I, I don't know. I, I think Man of Steel... I think Man of Steel... There, there, there are just moments in Man of Steel that are so... They're shot so well mm-hmm. that they transcend its problems. Um, and okay. I think that there are things that Man of Steel does, per- particularly like the first flight sequence and all of Lois Lane stuff that are just so majestic mm-hmm. um, that I really, I really love it. I really, really love it. The, the 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 best parts of that movie outweigh the worst parts of that movie for me in a huge way. Yeah. Um, whereas uh, Birds of Prey is just very, 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 very good. It's All just, right. it's, it's an excellent film. That's fair. I don't know. That's fair. I, I yeah. Uh, I, I love that. I love that movie. Mm-hmm. I would watch it any day. Yeah, it's great. Um, I think Margot Robbie's incredible. I think uh, mm-hmm. the interaction of Huntress is really fun. Um, I, I wish they gave Renee Montoya more to do. Yeah. Um, and uh, Cassandra Kane is interesting, but uh, her introduction is so different from the comics in a way that she's not going to be as useful to the DCEU as much moving on. 
So I wonder how, what, how they're going to use that character, whether she'll appear in Margot Robbie's stories as Harley Quinn in the future. I don't know that she will, because I don't think she's appearing in The Suicide Squad okay. coming out later this year, but we'll see. All right, that's fair. But yeah, I, I mean, number four in a list of really excellent films is... Fair enough. I don't know. Yeah. It's really great. All right. All right, we're on the last one. Oh. Wonder Woman 1984. I think we both have the same place for this, right? Sixth. Oh, no, eighth. Yeah, no, we, I... Right, because you didn't move up uh, the Ultimate Edition. Yeah, here's the thing. I want to be very clear. There is a huge gap between fifth and sixth place for me. Mm -hmm. Like, fifth place, I have Wonder Woman, which I would be like, you know, I would give it like a B, a B plus, you know, the ending. But the, the, the movie overall as a whole, great. Wonder Woman 84 is like D, like, it's, like, not good. I would yeah. not want to watch it again. So I just want to be very clear that there is a huge gap in between fifth and sixth place for me. Because mm-hmm. I really disliked Wonder Woman 84. See, I'm in the same boat. Like, there's a huge gap. Even, there's, like, a smaller gap, right? Like, for me, like, fifth is Shazam. And then there's, like, a gap. And then the ultimate edition of Batman v Superman. And then there's a gap. There's a canyon. And then there's a canyon. Suicide Squad, Batman v, Super, uh, Batman v Superman theatrical cut. Um, Justice League and Wonder Woman 84. Yeah. Um, and the reason for that in all four of those cases on the bottom is incomprehensibility. Like the problem with those four movies for me isn't talent. It's not who is, it's, it's, it's not like any individual piece. It's that like the sum of its parts doesn't work. Yeah. And Wonder Woman 84 is like the like ultimate in that. Where, like, there is so much in that movie that just happens, and there's no reason for it. Yeah. And there's no explanation for it, and it's just nonsense. Yeah. And that's why it's number um, eight for me. It is It is literally nonsense. Yeah. And the it, movie is nonsense, and it's cringy. Um, this, this, uh, Diana Prince, the, the Wikipedia says, uh, Diana Prince comes into conflict with this conflict. I can't read. Can you tell I'm dyslexic? Um, Diana Prince comes into conflict with the Soviet Union during the Cold War in the 1980s and finds two formidable foes in the form of Cheetah and Maxwell Lord. That's what happens. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. guess so. Yeah. Uh, it's just it, the way that that happens is nonsense. But It's nonsense. It's I, unfortunate, too, because the first Wonder Woman is so good. Yeah. I don't know what the hell happened. I hate Wonder Woman 84. It, like, we have a we have a forty minute spoiler yeah. review of it up. So if you want yeah. if you want our full thoughts on that movie, if you want to watch us literally like pull I had hair back then, pull our hair out. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you can yeah. watch that whole video. But I think you touched on one of the biggest points is that it doesn't make sense. It mm-hmm. is utter nonsense. The second point is that Steve Trevor um, comes back and inhabits another man's body, mm-hmm. and um, it's never talked about. Um, they have sex, and one woman basically rapes a guy who is unconscious or maybe still there and watching and or like then his soul forgets. might be in hell you, like you never really are clear on that because they just don't talk about it and yeah. i think that is a travesty yeah it also just like the the them stealing a fully loaded fighter jet from this fully fueled that one working condition that wonder woman can then make invisible Makes it invisible and then... Uh, an ability she never uses again, by the way. I was really expecting her to, like, use the invisibility power against Cheetah. So she'd be, like, fighting Cheetah and then she'd, like, disappear and then, like, yeah. hit Cheetah. Um, You'd think that would be very useful. Um, because it would be like, oh, to get her on your cat senses, I need to become invisible. I was like, oh, that would be really smart. No, it's... It, that, no, it's just a gimmick. Against, the fight against Cheetah looks so bad. It's awful. And her, the like, CGI, lassoing the lightning is bad. The CGI is bad, which yeah. is so... Oh, the flying makes no sense. One woman... Fly- I'm like, what? The fact that she keeps pumping her arms, even though she's moving at a consistent speed, is so odd. 
And like there's noises as if she's speeding up, but her speed doesn't change. Yeah, it's it's weird. Um, the the one shot of her running through DC. The, there was one shot of her speed running through mm-hmm, DC mm-hmm. where the CGI looked like, like the old Wonder Woman TV show. Yeah. I was literally like, it's a girl, no. Y'all, just call whoever's making the Flash TV show. Like, yeah. come on, like we 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 should have speed running down. Now. Yeah. At this point, it sh- you should. And in, here's in the thing. In a post-Civil War world, like Captain America Civil War, yeah. you can't get away with that. No, no, you no. Just, you just can't get away with bad no. speed running. It's And it sucks because Gal Gadot is better than this. Pedro Pascal, better. Better than this. Yeah. He, he, like, he, yeah, that movie did not do anyone justice. It's a shame. It's a shame because it, it, it really... There, there was an, this idea that Wonder Woman was going to be like the anchor of the DCEU, mm-hmm. where Batman v Superman had kind of failed financially. Wonder Woman was like a huge financial success. Yeah. Um, and then Wonder Woman 1984 comes out and is received somewhat well at first. Yeah. Uh, critics seemed to like it until everyone saw it, and then, and then critics turned on it. It was people, a very odd. Yeah, thing. and then people actually started talking about it, and they're like, wait a second. Um, wait a second. Yeah, we. I mean, our thoughts are online. It's it's number eight for me. I think it. I think it is better than the Justice League and the. It, it at least is like a finished film, unlike the theatrical cut of Batman v Superman. Yeah. But it's it's only better than those movies because they're incomplete messes. Whereas it's it's just not good. Yeah. I'm sorry, Patty Jenkins. I love you, and like yeah. I'm so excited for your Star Wars movie. It's not you. It's me. I think. Um, please, uh, if you if we dissed your movie in this, please cast us in the future. Um, <laughs> I know you won't, but. Um, <laughs> Well done, well done. Yeah, so should we um, uh, should we just recap in order? All right, you start start number one. You go down. All right, so uh, my number one is Birds of Prey, followed by Shazam, mm-hmm. uh, Man of Steel. Okay. Um. Oh God, what's number four? Why am I missing? Um. Oh, Aquaman. I was like, I'm forgetting yep. one of them. Aquaman is number four. Uh, Wonder Woman is number five. Wonder Woman eighty four is number six. Okay. With a huge gap in between those. Um. Seven is Suicide Squad. Eight is the Ultimate Edition of Batman v Superman. Mm-hmm. Then Batman v Superman, and then Justice League. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna start from the bottom. Okay. Because now we're here. Um. Okay. Uh. My my number ten is the same as yours. Mm-hmm. Uh. Justice League. Uh, number nine, same as yours, Batman v Superman, theatrical cut, then Wonder Woman 1984, mm-hmm. then Suicide Squad, then the ultimate edition of Batman v Superman, which I liked more than you did. Yeah. Uh, I don't love, but it, I liked it better. Mm-hmm. I could watch that again. I would never watch the theatrical cut of Batman v Superman again, but I would watch the, I would watch the ultimate edition again. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, so the, the, that's the bottom five. I think our bottom five and our top five are the same. No, no, no. Our bottom five are different. No, no, but I mean like the, the bottom oh, five. Oh, the separation of the two. Yes, yeah, yeah. 110%. Um, and then top five obviously is going to be uh, Shazam, Birds of Prey, Man of Steel, Wonder Woman, and my boy Aquaman. So here's, here's the reason we're doing this is because the Snyder Cut comes out tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, currently, Snyder Cut is sitting at 75% on Rotten Tomatoes, mm-hmm. which is okay. It's, it's fine. Like, you know, it's not amazing. Um, I'm very curious to see what we think about it. Yeah. But um, we're gonna we're gonna reveal tomorrow during our spoiler chat on YouTube. We're gonna reveal where it fits into our list. Yes. Yes. So we will. heading into tomorrow, mm-hmm. I want you to predict where it's gonna be on your list now, and we'll compare it to our spoiler chat tomorrow. Oh boy, I am really hoping that it takes the number six slot. 
you know, I hope I hope it's better than like Wonder Woman and mm-hmm. or sorry, Wonder Woman eighty four and um, Suicide Squad and all that. I don't know. I'm very nervous. I don't think it's gonna be better than. It might be better than Wonder Woman for me if if they really blow me out of the water. But right now, I'm just kind of over it all. Mm-hmm. Like the marketing behind it, the Snyder boys who are just the Snyder like boys? viciously being trolls online, or you know, they're probably not being trolls. They probably are genuine, which makes it worse. Um, I'm sorry. I I, I can't. hey they keep saying things. That, hey, I've read the comments that they post about you. I'm not. I'm I'm not going to. I'm not going to defend them. Yeah. After what I've seen them say about you online. Yeah. But I'm I'm going to be very clear. If you want to talk crap about us, talk crap about me. But stop calling my wife names. Oh no no! Please talk crap about me. It's great. It's great. I use it as fuel. <laughs> I um, I run on the consumption of uh, YouTube comments. I I think this movie. Here's the thing. This movie is either for me. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to cheat by giving a couple of options. This movie is either... I don't think this movie will possibly be lower than six. Okay. This movie would have to... Like, this movie would have to be so bad. I feel like it's going to gonna take my, like, fifth or sixth spot. I Here's the thing. I think this movie for me is either going to be number one, and it's going to be the best DC movie. Um, it's going... It, like, I, the, I think that there's a chance that this blows me away, right? Okay. Um... I don't think that I don't like. I'm not holding out hope. So I, but like but you want it. To. I also don't think it's going to get into like the top th- three for me. I don't think it'll beat Man of Steel. Here's the problem: it's four hours long, so it's not going to be as concise as Man of Steel is. And mm-hmm. even though Man of Steel, the the ending fight is you know too long and it, it doesn't have anything to do with the plot of the movie, um, it, it, th- that movie actually has a very concise story. Mm-hmm. My concern is that this movie is going to be very good, but very all over the place because there's just so much happening that yeah. it's going to fall into number six. Yeah, yeah. Um, even though, like, the quality of it is very high, it, yeah. but, like, the the meandering, like, we have to introduce 19,000 ideas in one film is going to mm-hmm. be confusing. For sure. Uh, and is going to bump it down. But I don't know. I, I feel like one or six. Okay. But, like, what's the problem is one through five are all so close in quality to yeah. me that, like, it's hard to, like, get in the, in the middle Basi- of that. Yeah, basically, unless it's brilliant and incredible, it's going to be number six. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. one through five fine. for me are all just fantastic films that's that fair. I that I love. You know. Okay. Um. Yeah. Well, we are going to talk about this um, as soon mm-hmm. as we watch it, and we will put out a chat on it so uh, you can hear our thoughts. And uh, this is a new format for uh, these videos, so let us know what you thought of the video. Uh, mm-hmm. And if you're listening to this on the podcast feed, because we're going to put up there as well, um, uh, rate five stars on the podcast feed. If you're watching this on YouTube, like, subscribe, and hink, hit that notification bell, because uh, then you won't miss the spoiler chat tomorrow. Yeah. For that, uh, we will also have a spoiler chat on Friday for the first episode of Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and a spoiler chat for the first episode of Invincible when that drops on amazon prime so we got plenty Mm. of spoiler filled content coming your way yes uh you can watch our live morning show monday mornings at 10 a.m eastern over on twitch.tv slash nerdy nightly that's Mm -hmm. where i play the vidya games currently nuzlocke in every single pokemon game in release order Mm -hmm. that's 35 games in one year i am uh i'm near tears and i'm only on the second one What's going on with you, Clarus? Um, I'm over at twitch.tv slash Clarus Dracarus. Right now, I'm uh, finishing Pokemon Emerald. I've got a new build in Skyrim where we're playing as Brienne of Tarth. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think I'm going to start a Witcher 3 playthrough soon. So make sure you come check that out. We're also going to go take some uh, photos of you as Triss Marigold. We have a nice little cosplay photo shoot coming if you're in the Patreon, patreon.com slash nerdynightly. As always, thank you to our patrons. We couldn't do this without you. You Mm -hmm. keep the wheels on this bus. Make sure the kids get to school on time. And as always, my name's Nerdy. And I'm Clarice. Do something nerdy tonight. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.